the episode that almost that didn't happen of this podcast. It almost didn't happen? Yeah, because you, you didn't believe that I won your customs. <laughs> and uh, I was so hurt by that. <laughs> I almost quit the whole thing. We could have been uh, one and done. I legit did not think you were even in the game. So when you said that, I was like, wait, he's not playing, is he? <laughs> <laughs> this is where you cut to the actual you know, clip of me winning and you not believing me. He doesn't believe me? Wait, Joey, was it actually you? I believe you. I believe you. I The only reason I didn't believe you was because I didn't see your name in the game. But I believe you. <laughs> Yeah. After seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome yes. in to the second episode of the Hoth Hangout Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ben. I'm Joey. Welcome, everyone. We are now officially not only in MP4 form, but also in MP3 form. Podcast is now available on Spotify, Apple, anywhere pretty much that you get your podcast check it out on there uh, also if you have any questions going forward hit us up on twitter at hoth hangout or email us your question at hoth hangout at gmail.com uh, episode four uh, of andor came out yesterday or i guess today at the time of this recording uh yesterday if you're watching this today it goes live and uh, pretty, pretty great episode. But I guess before we get into the meat of the uh, of the content of that episode four of Andor, Joey, how are you doing? Doing well. Had a was excited to. I actually it streamed last night, and I almost stayed up to watch it at two in the morning. But I decided I I was real close. I was about thirty minutes away from just staying up. And I was just watching Twitch, my buddy Steven, and I was like, all right, I'm going to take a 30-minute nap, then I'll wake up at 2 and then watch it. Of course, I never woke up the next morning, so <laughs> so I did have to wait until uh, the next day today to uh, actually watch it. But no, yeah, I was uh, excited. You know, doing stuff like this really is always so fun to work with other people like you. And yeah, so I was excited to watch the episode, take notes. Then yeah, ultimately talk about it tonight. Yeah, I, I so the I have not stayed up. So my plan for both the first three episodes, which came out on the same day last week, and then for the fourth episode, which came out earlier today at two in the morning our time, uh, was to stay up and watch them as they came out. That did not happen with either episode. <laughs> yeah, and so last night I, I was pooped and I I went to bed early, but um, watched the episode today. Um, had to break it up into pieces because I, I didn't have a time where I could put my full and undivided attention into it, which for me watching a TV episode like that is kind of annoying because I want to be like fully, uh, engulfed and like, sure. you know, and just like take it all in for what it is. But you know, I had to do what I had to do and I still really enjoyed the episode. Lots to talk about when it comes to episode four, uh, of course, picking back up where we left off on episode three. Do you want to talk more about the overall themes of this episode or just hop straight into the plot of kind of what was going on? Uh, I mean, let's do what we did last time. I mean, just the themes and see what, you know, kind of discussions we can have. Sure, yeah. So episode opens. Uh, we're on a ship that Luthen and Andor are both on. Andor still doesn't really know a whole lot 
about Luthen. Uh, and Luthen seems to know a heck of a lot more about Andor, obviously, than, than he knows about him, vice versa. Uh, also, cool note in this scene, the hyperspeed moment. I was like, oh, yes. that, that's... I, you know, it was... Did you feel like... Th- it was obviously cool to see because they've clearly been able to update the technology to make it look the way it did in the show, obviously, compared to, like, the, the original trilogy. The originals. Or, mm-hmm. or, or even the prequels. Um, but... There was like a part of the the hyperspace that I was like, it looks real. You know what? I, it's kind of like the Luke CGI thing, where it was like, I can. It right. looks real, but you can tell it's not real. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the technology that they use now, it it almost always has that line where it looks great, but there's just something a little off about yeah. things, you know? Like I think about uh, when they CGI uh, Tarkin in Rogue One, mm-hmm. where it looked great kind of at the theater. Um, certain angles look better than others, but when you kind of really have a, a chance to take a look at it, you're like, maybe the eyes look a little funny, or maybe it's because you know it's not fully real. You know? right. You're able to judge these types of things. I mean, obviously, we've known that um, Peter Cushing, Peter Cushing, that was the actor for Tarkin, right? I believe um, so, yeah. Yeah, it passed a while ago, so obviously it wasn't him, but uh, I, like, I thought that was a really good job. But yeah, I think we'll always have that, oh, well, how real does it look? And I, I think just as fans, um, especially Star Wars fans, there's always going to be a little bit of criticism that was always put sure. on the art that they make. Um, but I thought it looked great. I thought the... I think that scene uh, really gives you an idea of like some of the things that we've taken, I've taken for granted, for instance, in Star Wars, like light speed, right? Or uh, just, uh, you know, uh, uh, traveling in hyperspace, you know, hyperspeed. And seeing uh, Cassie and see it for the first time mm-hmm. was, oh, I'm like, oh, right. I guess there are people that have never seen this, you know, in the Star Wars universe. So having that moment it was just a a cool thing to see that you know not everyone is is privileged to to have these types of things especially somebody in cassian has that has cassian's past sure yeah yeah and then in in addition to that um seeing the hyperspace moment we also i I don't know if we knew this before or not this is the i thought it was the first time we learned that andor was actually in prison at a certain point um, I don't know if that was information mm-hmm. we knew already or not, but it caught my right. ear, and so I I made a note of it. I was like, oh wow, I didn't mm-hmm. you know I didn't know that myself. Um, but ultimately, right. yeah, ultimately Luthen um, is wanting to hire him and still not giving him a ton of information, um, and he puts out the offer of five days, is what he wants to hire him for for two hundred thousand credits. Uh, he says that you know it's going to be dangerous, it's going to be a lot you know high stakes. Uh, and also makes a note, and, and this was kind of confusing for me personally. I didn't know exactly, like, why they were going after the place they're going after. I mean, I kind of get right. it because he notes that the thing they're stealing, uh, or I think it's, it's, I don't know if they're stealing it or blowing it up or, you know, what the plan is, right. but it's the quarterly payroll for an entire Imperial sect. Right. And, and when he said that, my first thought was kind of like, I was a little bit confused because I thought it was going to be something more pertaining to what we would come to know as the Death Star. Right. And, and maybe it still is. Maybe we'll find out more information in the, in the next episodes. But what were your thoughts on that in terms of like, 
kind of what they're going after maybe or, mm -hmm. and even back further to when we when i mentioned the andor coming out of prison even right i mean i was a little just like you i think i was taken aback i, I expected a, something a little bit more concrete you know some piece of technology uh a map or you know one of those things that we're kind of used to seeing in star wars of jumping into the bad guys play, play grabbing right uh but something like a corporate payroll <laughs> seemed kind of boring and like wait what you know yeah what is this is kind of out of outside of what you're used to um now i don't know if this this is something that will be ultimately used as a list of some sort um as far as the empire and um what the rebels will do with it you know um so i was also a little bit confused of how that all ties in i mean obviously there's going to be some type of payoff for um, being able to uh, to uh, retrieve this item, but I at this point I'm I'm kind of lost. I was like, oh okay, well, I, these are one of those moments when I just trust Star Wars and the directors. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you're gonna take me somewhere. I have no idea how you, how we will get there, but that's not my job to <laughs> to figure out. You'll get me there, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. I I was a little bit confused, but you know I'm intrigued by it, and and it kind of. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, probably, but kind of just ties more into the theme of the, especially the episode, but the show as a whole. And that I, and I actually, I noted this down in my notes. I feel like I'm, and we talked about this last time too. I don't feel like I'm watching Star Wars most of the time I'm watching Andor. I feel like I'm watching mm -hmm. like a spy thriller, but we're, right, we're yeah. watching like the first act still, where it's like, right. There's not a whole lot uh, in terms of action going on. Right. It's more like plot development, character development, yeah. uh, you know, meeting these new characters. We got a couple yeah. new characters this episode uh, yeah. on, <laughs> on both sides, you know, Imperial and what we'll eventually come to know as the Rebels. Um, one of the cooler ones I thought was, was Mon Mothma. Um, of course. Which of course. Played, played by actress Genevieve O'Reilly. Uh, I thought she did a pretty good job of that portrayal i i enjoyed her in that role um but maybe I'll, I'll save discussing her for a little bit later because she doesn't come in until i don't know maybe quarter of the way maybe almost halfway through the episode something like that um <laughs> because after the scene with luthan and andor we go directly to coruscant which this was the part of the episode where i was like i i feel like i'm watching like a weird star wars version of like a uh, a jason bourne movie or, or a James right, Bond, yeah, James yeah. Bond, maybe James Bond. Right, right, yeah. Where you know it pops up on the screen. It's cool. yeah, it's like the <laughs> I, I, the how you mentioned it is like a spy movie. Yeah, it's like the you know how every Mission Impossible movie starts with the first like fifty like five minutes is something really exciting and whatever. Uh, Tom Cruise is jumping off of a plane or whatever, and then there's about a 20, 30, 35 minute stretch of of building the story mm -hmm. kind of going either going back to it or flash forwarding whatever but it's all non-action it's all just like uh building building the rest of the story yeah. that's kind of what i felt this episode was it was just there wasn't a whole ton of action like you said if if any to be honest right it was just all build up until you know and, and which i understand but as an episode itself it's kind of like uh you know you you have to be able to really analyze it obviously when there's gunfights and all that stuff blaster fire going everywhere it's a lot 
easier to consume because you're like, oh, but when you have an episode like this, it's it's really listening in on the conversations, who's talking, um, what the what the plan is, and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it challenges us as you know, as consumers, as people watching Star Wars, to really you know pay attention and see what we can find on our, ourselves. Sure, but yeah, the average consumer, I I don't think. I mean, I'm going to put it pretty bluntly. I think I don't think the average consumer would enjoy this episode. I think you have to really be a, like a. I feel like I'm gatekeeping again. Sorry. I I, I just I think <laughs> I think to really appreciate the episode, mm-hmm. um, right. it's easier to appreciate it if you come from a place of wanting to know the characters in the Star Wars universe, rather than mm-hmm. how is this episode going to entertain me right now. Right. Um, because to be completely honest, the episode wasn't entertaining in the traditional sense, but I still found myself enjoying it because we're meeting these new characters, we're learning about them, yes, um, we're learning their motivations and why they're um, in these places they're at, even if it's just a little piece of that. Um, the one character who kind of still falls into that we don't know so much about the motivations category uh, is Karn. I, yes. I, for, I forget his rank, if he's a lieutenant or... Um, wh- where he falls, but mm-hmm. still, still kind of getting the vibe that he's somehow going to be more important. And he showed up again yeah. in this episode briefly, but yeah, he uh, went back to his mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the he 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 was done with college, right? And um, he lost his first job, yeah, and he had to go move back in with mom, which was interesting because you know Coruscant. I mean, we know it's got all these levels because he was on Coruscant, right? When he got yeah what, was he on Coruscant? right yeah so when he was being you know, kind of like uh reprimanded by his superior. reprimanded right yeah. yeah and then they he you know he went down the elevator by the way i love coruscant because it always shows you different you know sides of it yeah you know because it's so vast it's so many levels and all this stuff um so yeah i don't know because <laughs> he went to the level where his mom is and then there was an older woman on the other side of the, you know, other side of the hall or whatever you want to call it. And I, I just thought it was, is that like the nursing home floor of <laughs> the, uh, of the, of Coruscant? Just like all the, uh, you Coruscant. know, the retirees. Yeah, the Coruscant uh, retirement homes. Yeah, right. I mean, I, <laughs> there's a, there's a need for it, so it wouldn't yeah. be too, too out of it. But, um, but going back to what you were saying about the average viewer, I mean, when... When they were in that meeting, in the the ISD uh, meeting hall or whatever you want to call it, and I forget the one the one that's in charge, whoever he was, uh, kind I of think just his pointing name is, at. Are you talking about the leader of at the table? Yeah. Uh, Partigaz, right. Partigaz. I don't know Partigaz, if I'm right, pronouncing yeah. it correctly, but uh, right, yeah. yeah. But he's basically pointing pointing out people and saying what they're doing wrong, and yeah, I mean, very. I mean, these are the types of things that we don't see in star wars right where you're just like well i mean yeah you know we, we do we do get that round table feel of like you know always the empire doing that type of stuff and saying this is wrong this is wrong but to, to kind of see it in this light i just thought it was funny like this yeah. feels like an actual corporate job or something like that so that scene but, actually reminded me a little bit um of the scene i believe it's new hope where you see tarkin uh, and the other like officers yes. all sitting around the table. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that scene definitely draws a lot from that original scene, mm-hmm. um, right? But it's almost like more like bureaucratic and more right. mu- mundane. 
which adds to what yes. you're saying, like that that realness of it in a in a sense. Right. But you know, the some of the some but you know, to to you and me and to some Star Wars fans, words like Ryloth and Scarif and all that, they, they yeah. were thrown they were peppered in there for us. All you kinds know, of Easter like, eggs in there, yeah. Right, yeah. So I, I know that the uh people on YouTube are gonna drill right into what every one of those are, but you know, even with the, especially with the Seraph one, because that's going to butt up right up against the Rogue One, mm -hmm. which I thought was uh, a nice callback to to say, well, this is how close we are. Because what are we, five or six years before the Battle of Yavin? Is that where we are in time? Roughly. I'd yeah, five to... years. Yeah. yeah. Five years before the Battle of Yavin. So, um, so yeah, that's just around that time of New Hope and uh, Rogue One, obviously. So to to hear that. Again, I, I think I talked about this the last our last episode. It's that tie-in with everything else. It's it's overlapping now, and we're we're seeing little pieces that will be put in that are put in place for later movies or shows and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I thought it was also interesting in that scene specifically where um, it's Major Partagas refers. I think it's I don't know remember if it's uh, the other character that we get to know in that scene a little bit better is Supervisor. Uh, Grandi or Grandi, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it may be her. It was another woman at the table who um, he says, what's our goal or what's our mission, you know, here? And she kind of spits out this like automated response that's from some handbook that he that he cites. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, that's why it's exactly wrong. We're not whatever she says they yeah, were. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. And he actually refers to them as healthcare providers. I was like, right. Where's he going with this? Right. Uh, but the point he was making is that they are there to he has, as he puts it, remove diseases. So that's kind of you get a sense of what his, um, what his, uh, you know, mindset is and and how he approaches situations. Like as a member of the empire, he he his whole goal is if he sees something that um is is a disease to the empire, right. he's gonna take it out and remove it. Right, and to to make that analogy, it was really, I mean, it was kind of shocking to me. I mean, it makes sense because you know, it makes sense in the from the lens of the empire because that's what they're doing. That's why they go, you know, that's why they have all the security and all these systems and all that uh, because they want to eradicate anyone that's against them. Yeah. So to 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 view those rebel cells or any type of resistance as just a disease that they just need to cure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, that was a, to me, that was a pretty powerful statement. Yeah. Um, and to hear it obviously from somebody of that rank. Um, and you know, cause that's, that's obviously, that's always been their, their view on it, but to hear it in those words was uh, pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. The last thing I was going to comment on, on this scene, uh, before we may be moving on to talking about some of the, the uh the would-be rebels um, that we get to meet in the following scene um was was with grandy or grandy i'm still not 100 percent sure i can't remember from the episode that i watched six hours ago how they pronounced it <laughs> um but there she's she's um i i'm a little i'm interested to see what her motivations are i'll put it that mm -hmm. way because i right. think i could see her she falls almost in the same category of characters as Karn for me. Yes. Although I, th I agree. I think 
and this is just a gut feeling from watching the first four episodes, and maybe we can come back to this and, and see if any predictions come true, but I, I see Karn kind of eventually being uh, a good guy. And with, uh, with Grandy, I don't get that vibe as much. I get more of like a, almost like a Kylo Ren vibe in a way. Right. Uh, Wait, hold on. Is it Grandy or is it Dedra? Dedra? That that may be her first name. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I I remember watching, because I was watching it in the, uh, with the the subtitles. I thought her name was Dedra and Grandy was someone else, actually. Oh, is that right? (laughs) I may have, I may have miswritten. (laughs) No, but because one, one spoke and then the other spoke. Uh, you're watch. You're you're listening in on this live right now, <laughs> <laughs> as you could tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it says here on Wikipedia. This is our Google, right? Yeah. Uh, Major Partagas claimed that she was being intentionally vague about what she would do with the new resources demanded specific. So remember that was actually the first um, officer that was speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I want to say it was. Deidre or Dedra? Okay, Deidre Miro, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so Grandy then is okay. Yeah. So Grandy, I think, is actually the opposing officer, the other lieutenant who, uh, who Miro or Deidre wants the information from. Is that correct? No, that's someone else. There's too many lieutenants <laughs> in this show. There's too many lieutenants. <laughs> Grandy was like one of the first ones to speak, I think. Oh, Grandy. Couldn't even really, Grandy couldn't must even have really been see the, their face. Grandy must have been. It says, anyways, throw, <laughs> throw out all the names I just did, I just put in there. <laughs> and uh, so replace them with Deidre. Deidre is the woman yeah, Deidre, yeah. who we're concerned with here. Deidre. Yes. Uh, her character is the one that I'm curious to see how that develops. I get a Kylo Ren vibe from her character and that she like there's almost right. like this weird like she she well she definitely needs to prove herself. Like I feel like that's evident from the episode. Um and they, the, although they made an important emphasis with her that she's only been with them for a year. So they said it more than once. And what that typically means in a show or a movie, not always, but whenever they emphasize something like, you know, extra like that, that doesn't feel like it pertains necessarily. Um, like they mention it once because, you know, she's new and trying to like prove herself, but I, I think they mention it twice. I feel like she is maybe a rebel, uh, spy put in that spot. That's just the vibe I got from the first episode. Okay. Um, particularly because of the emphasis on the fact that she's only been there a year. And later right. on in the next episode, you know, we hear about um, these rebels on, on the planet Aldani uh, who have been working mm-hmm. on this plan, you know, because they're frustrated when Luthen brings in uh, Andor, who, who he calls Clem in the scene. Um, they're frustrated because they're like, with only three days left? You know, implying that they've been working on this for a long time, right? Right, uh, right, right. So I, I think uh, uh, Deidre, as I've, as, I've, as I've found out, I think Deidre Miro, I guess is her last name, uh, I think she is a rebel spy, and I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm calling it right now. Okay. That's, that's my gut feeling. All right. 
Yeah, and I, they do a good job once again on the you know being having parallel uh, timelines or whatever you want to call it with with her coming in really early or really late and trying to make all these changes and as well as you know Cassian going into their you know their rebel cell kind of late as well. Um, and so yeah, those those you know we have those subtle subtle things where you just see the same path for each side, you know? Yeah. I think, but yeah, I, I had the same feel. I, I definitely was comparing her to, uh, what's the name? Karn, right? Karn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it was just that the new guy or the new woman in that's there that wants to do all, make all these changes and kind of, you know, trying to push, not necessarily push out the old guard, but kind of show them up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. To be, to, to, to tell them that they're not doing their jobs and we got to do this the right way. And, you know, because she's basically trying to take this work away from that other uh, inspector or whatever. And I think it's just, yeah, so those parallels are there with them as well. Um, but we, obviously we've seen what happened with Karn. Uh, now he's back living with his mom, but I don't think that's going to be the the case for uh for her for Adidra. It'll be uh, I I didn't think about her being you know maybe a spy and uh, coming in and getting that information. I mean it would it would make sense because I'm one thing that you know I'm trying to remember now on um on the planet when the when they're all together with uh I, let's get some of these names here correctly um oh, I with vel and her crew yeah. yeah vel right that's the leader vel is the leader and then we had skeen Harman, nemic and Sinta or Sinta. i like so nemic is, is is actually the actor is from uh, a couple different shows that i've watched he's a really talented actor and i think he he fits that role really well that was that was my favorite mm-hmm. of the of the rebels was nemic right yeah, because he, he, he is the younger kid, the guy. He's the younger kid, no, right? And he, he was the one that you know built that model, and he, yeah. you know, <laughs> the model of He's the. Like, uh, be careful with it. I just glued it. Or be careful, something like that. The glue is just there. I mean, yeah. it, it, the the way the way they wrote him was perfect because I feel that's part of that's all of us. You know, we're yeah. just like, oh, wait, wait, you know, just like let's uh, be a little bit careful. And oh, actually, it's fifty-two clicks, and you know all this stuff <laughs> where. <laughs> Of uh, these, the, this is the Star Wars fans actually that you know they're th- that they're calling to right there. So I think that was uh, really good. Yeah. But the one thing I I did want to clarify, and I'm I'm trying to make sure I understand this, and because we got Skeen, Terramin, Tinta, Nemec, and Vel, of course, right? Yes. And then later on at the end of the episode, closer to the end of the episode, um, there's another lieutenant that joins named Gorn. Right, um, which was the who guy. I thought was. By the way, speeder bikes love speeder bikes. One of my favorites, <laughs> um, one of my favorites in Star Wars. So when he came rolling in on that, I was uh, super pumped. Yeah, he made a pretty neat entrance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got them, and of course, Cassian, also known as Clem, uh, to round out that that's because that, she said there were seven now, right? Right. So she noted seven, and obviously that doesn't include. I think she said that before. Uh, before talking with when she was talking with Luthen, I think she noted seven, so that would mm-hmm. not include Clem, is my understanding, right. and I'm not sure right. if that it's... also includes Luthen. 
Right, yeah. So if so it, I, th there was a little ambiguity there. Right. I'm not quite sure. And that's why I even brought this point up is that is is there another person right, that that's we're what I was waiting to see? Yeah. I would mm -hmm. I would I would think so. Just by the way that they've built the episode, like there's seven mm -hmm. And then they like don't show one, you know. It it, it makes sense right, in yeah. terms of storytelling, um, right? Yeah, and it, and to your point is that seven Thedra. You know, okay. Right. So another thing that's briefly mentioned in this scene, it's it's kind of easy to gloss over. Um, but Vel, this is before Clem has stepped out of the ship to meet Vel. Um, Luthen is talking to Vel, and and Vel or Luthen, one of the two, mentions that um, I think it's Vel mentions that they're five months into the plan. Now, this is part of the reason I'm not like a hundred percent into uh uh Lieutenant Miro being a um a rebel spy because the timeline wouldn't necessarily add up with Vel's timeline. Right. Vel saying we right. we're five months into this, Miro working at the uh, the Imperial Security Bureau for a year now. However, the thing that still I lean that direction is there's clearly information not being passed from from Luth and Devel, I think. Right. It feels to me right. like he is in this. In fact, what we learn later that he has some other, you know, alter ego uh right. where he's like Coruscant. this person yeah, this person of importance on Coruscant uh meets with Mon Mothma. Art collector. Art, yeah, right. Art collector, yeah. So he he clearly has like this secret identity um this or this public identity, I guess. And then, you know, the Luthan that Andor has met is, is more of I, I, who I would assume to be his real self. Um, also, another note I was going to make on this scene before uh, Clem even, or Andor, before Andor even hops off the ship and Luthan is talking to Vel, Luthan gives him, I don't know, I think this is probably just going to end up being an Easter egg, but Luthan gives mm -hmm. him a, what I think is a kyber crystal. Right. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, this blue kyber crystal says it's worth like, Fifty thousand credits or something like that, and mm -hmm. and Luthen while while or uh, Andor while Luthen is talking to Vel is like eyeing the the ship, you know, controls like should I just steal the ship and the crystal and make off with right, the, yeah. uh, but you know this is the first glimpse that we see of Andor, um, taking those first steps I think toward the rebellion. Mm -hmm. You know he could have stolen the ship right there and that could have been it. Right. Yeah. But this is right, like yeah. the, one of the first decisions where he's like, okay, let me see what these people are about, sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I, you know, going back to even their first conversation of the entire episode, you know, fighting for something real, you know, you could you could steal little scraps from them here or there, or actually do something, yeah, uh, against them, yeah. Um, that conversation that's one of the classic conversations in all heroes or you know, protagonists that they have to come across at some point, you know, um, when they're dealing with a high a bigger power that's against them. How do I want to? To, to do this fight or do I want to actively part, be part of this fight so uh, that first scene really set the tone for you know the rest of Cassian's life really yeah. um, if you think about it and you know even but <laughs> there there will always still be moments of weakness where he could just dip out because it sounds like in the past and I forget what, what battle they were talking about in that first scene where uh, he said I you know I was in there for two years but yeah. then Luthen called him on it and said, oh, you were there for six months. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know? he knows so and, much about him. Right, yeah. So he knows, you. I know that you're a runner, you know, so don't tell me that, you know, you're all brave and all this when I know that you run when you get, when things get harder, you know. So 
Um, so even even in that moment where he's thinking about maybe stealing the ship, um, kind of just look at the controls or wherever it was. Uh, yeah, it still shows that you know that flight or fight type of thing. And once again, he just chose the well. Maybe the droid told him, you know, maybe deter him a little bit, but also he made the active decision to stay. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing I was going to say with the next scene and the rebels, um, or I don't, you, I guess you wouldn't even call them the rebels at this point. Uh, right. The the would the would be rebellion, perhaps. Yeah. Um, well, I guess even before that, we learned that the system um, that Andor uh, committed this this crime on of, of killing these two guys in the previous episode is now completely under imperial control that's sort of that right. scene with karn and the other two uh employees of of the private organization which i think if i remember correctly i always forget what what they called that i wrote it down in in my notes from last mm-hmm. week uh let's see if we can just find it here real quick the Premore company Premore, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah the the Premore company um the two other, I guess, lackeys are. <laughs> I thought that yeah, was. Right. A, I thought that was a funny scene where. <laughs> what is what is a part of guys say that he's he's lined all three of them up, and it's like one of them raises their hand and he says something yeah, yeah. along the lines of like, like, "Are you kidding me?" Or what does he say? Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, something to the effect of like, "Put your hand out." <laughs> yeah, right. So I noted that. Exactly. I thought that was pretty funny as well. How they managed to work like humor into an episode of a show that really didn't have a lot of humor in it. In fact, yeah. maybe that was the only humorous moment that I can recall right. off the top of my head. Um, yeah, probably. But anyways, back to, I guess, to the Rebels. They uh, are walking Andor through this plan of like what their what their mission is in order to get um, get past this garrison. And they're talking right. about like... Well, he, this, he, he, he finds out that it's not, it's, it is actually an armory right he has to they have to go through right right and and it's like well guarded by was it 40 men i think 40 yeah mm-hmm. and uh he's like you know this is a suicide mission and then they start talking about this like convoluted plan where it's like the the things are gonna like erupt from the ground and and i'm right. like what is gonna happen like i'm excited <laughs> to see the scene don't, right. don't get me wrong but right um uh, <laughs> Something that only yeah, happens gets, once every three years. Every three years, right? And the the one lieutenant, I you know, I've been here seven years. I've seen it twice, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, is that? It, I mean, they they put so much emphasis on it, and I understand, like you know, I think they they really want to to show what the empire has done to the people of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, this was something that was very important to them at one point, and you know the lieutenant even said, you know, it's kind of sad to see what it's become because you know all of them have been driven out of the areas that you know normally they would celebrate this. You know? Right. Um. So I think that is probably more of the message that you know they wanted to push was you know the the empire what the empire has done to the citizens of of this planet. Um. I mean, obviously, this festival sounds incredible, or the you know this this event sounds incredible. Um. And yeah, I'm with you. I can't wait to see how this is going to pan out. Obviously, they have all of this this very intricate plan that uh, that that must happen. You know, step by step, everything has to go exactly right in order for them to not only do what they want but also survive. Yeah. But you and I know that's not going to happen. Sure, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not, not. It, it's it's not. You know, there's going to be some um, some issues that are going to come along the way. 
Uh, someone's gonna, you know, some someone from the empire is gonna do something unexpected, and they're, you know, they're gonna have to adjust accordingly. And it's gonna, you know, that's that's where. So this end here is not gonna be, um, although crazy and and possibly great, is not gonna be the final plan. It happens in the, you know, the last couple episodes of the series. Right. I also loved that part of the rationale for convincing Andor or Clem as they know him to join the the mission it, when they tell him there's 40 people he's like you've got to be kidding me and and their rationale is that they they only keep 40 there because they're too cocky to think anyone will attack you know, you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah yeah so like the fact that they the fact that they don't expect it is the reason that we'll succeed you're like okay right, yeah. i guess you know I mean, there is logic there. It's it's flawed, but it's uh, but it, whatever helps you see. And I think that's it's one of those where you just like, well, we don't have a great chance, but this is probably why it's like this, you right? Know? You know, so that's to our advantage, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's essentially kind of in terms of the main plot points where where the episode leaves off. There's like a few minutes afterwards, but um, I felt like the ending. And maybe it was just the way that the episode was laid out. I was, it was odd, I thought. I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Um, but it was almost like it was the middle third of a movie where the beginning right. didn't really feel... like I felt like I just jumped into it. And then the ending felt kind of like, oh... The episode's over. You know, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, normally I don't look at like the time of when... Yeah, I don't know. Episodes, you know, like where I am in in the episode, whatever. But right, I I, I expected the content would give me a, like a natural close to an episode. Right. Yeah, I didn't get that from this one. It just it was like just a, kind of just said, "Here you go. This yeah. is this is we ran out of tape. This is where we'll end today." You know, that's what that's what it felt. Yeah, it was just kind of like a pan onto Andor, and then it and then it cut. And then just like you have that feeling of like, oh, there's something next coming that we'll see before the end. Or, you know, it feels like the end of the episode is coming closer. And then it was like, oh, no, that was right. the end. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Which. Oh, and. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, you, mine is not as related to the actual specifics of the episode as it is the episode okay. as a whole. So go ahead. No. And one one thing I did want to go back to is that conversation with Mon Mothma and Luthen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that they had in the art gallery. Yes. The. The mention of a friend. Um, Mon Mothma said that, you know, she had a friend that would be, you know, because Luthen was having, is obviously anxious about getting payment for some of the things that they need to do to run this whole operation. Mm -hmm. And it seems that it's getting a lot harder for Mon Mothma to move this money around in order for, the, for her to get it to them. That... You know, then now she just feels, and she, you know, quote, she feels under siege. But right. um, she's thinking about bringing a particular friend into the inner circle. Um, any thoughts on who, who that could be? Oh man, that is. I mean, I feel like my gut is telling me it could be Bail Organa. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking the same. I don't. I don't know another obvious direction i think that's the obvious direction they could go right yeah in terms mm -hmm. of like if they want to make it like reach. yeah if they want to like make it a reach and kind of I, I thought so i was thinking about this too i thought one of the things the directions they could go that would be kind of a meme what, what if they bring in uh 
what's the what's the name of the general, the Mon Calamari? Uh, Admiral Akbar. Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see. I want to see Akbar in this show at some point. That's actually pretty good. I mean, you know, <laughs> being part of it. I mean, he's he's a big part of it, and. I think, yeah, and you know, I, I I know that you're in this boat too. He was uh, not fully respected in the uh, sequel trilogy. Unfortunately, he just kind of, by the way, Admiral Akbar's dead. You know, <laughs> type yeah. of type of thing. It was uh, people forget. Think, you know, yeah. So you know, maybe maybe that'd be a good one too. Uh, but yeah, I think the the safe bet, the even bet, would be Bail Organa, mm -hmm. where because you you see, you because he's in rogue one mm -hmm. yeah right uh with with them so i mean it's probably him but of course whenever they bring something up like this you're just like ooh, who could it be you know yeah um and i think that that's probably the safe bet as well it's eight-year-old luke skywalker <laughs> right yeah <laughs> however old he yeah because be at I'm, this point no he'd be a little yeah, bit older than to, that i think yeah because this is he's probably about what He's probably a teenager at that point, yeah, right? I think so, yeah. Is he is he eighteen, nineteen around the Battle of Yavin? I think that's what I think that's right. Yeah, I, I think that is rough roughly there somewhere around there. He's yeah. he's probably an early teenager at this point, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe uh maybe a, a young uh, optimistic Leia as well. We just saw her in the end of Obi Wan during Obi Wan. Sure. So well, I, yeah, and actually, as well. I don't think we'll see Luke or Leia in this show. But I think if I had to put a bet on which one we'd be more likely to see, I think it'd definitely be Leia. I mean, oh, for sure, because she's already involved in the Senate right. And, yeah, and I, I think all that, I'd yeah. be, I'd be shocked if we don't see Bail Organa. Um, so right. I think they're probably if we do see, uh, well, I, I think we will see Bail. But I think there's a small chance that they might throw Leia in there, just as kind of like a, you know, uh, you know, yeah, fan fan appeal, fan and, service, yeah, fan, fan service. service. Yeah. Especially they'll probably use the same actress if they do do it from, uh, from right. the Obi Wan show. So, right. But yeah, I think yeah. it is. I think it is Bale, the friend that Mon Mothma is referring to. Right. I think. Yeah, I think it's again, it's smart to just link all of these things together. Um. But I, I I would like I would like them to if they could throw a curve here that would be great too I I would be fine with it yeah <laughs> and I mean obviously it it have to be somebody that we know they wouldn't mention somebody that we don't know right um it just like and it kind of reminds me of Rogue One uh, where Bail Organa actually says that to them to say like oh I've got somebody that could help us mm -hmm. and they said uh do you know you know can you trust them? And he's like, I could trust. I trust her with my life. So that being ended up, that was actually being Leia mm -hmm. at the end of uh, of Rogue One, getting the um, getting the disc there. And yeah, so it's uh, they they like to call back on these types of things all the time. Yeah, another. I don't think this is the person Mon Mothma is referring to because I think he's already like established within uh within the would be rebellion, kind of his position as a extremist but uh i think sagarera i i don't think that's who she's referring to but i'm still excited right. to see because we know he's in the show uh forrest right, whitaker yeah. is is already con you know confirmed to have a role in andor so um i'm still looking forward to seeing him for the first time we didn't get any sagarera in episode four hopefully i i feel like mm -hmm. episode five is a pretty natural place to put him in like we've just met you know all these rebels like we're getting ready to go into this right. garrison this uh, I, I feel like five, episode five is, I'd 
think it's a safe bet to say we'll mm-hmm. we'll probably see Saw in Episode Five, but right. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and I think they did make mention. Of, you know, they said his name for the first time in the they series. Did, yes. Um, when uh the younger rebel, what was the name again? Nam- Namik. Nam- uh, yes. The the boy or the Nemec, girl? Nemec, Nemec, Nemec. Nemec. Yeah, Nemec. Yeah. yeah. He he fell asleep on the post, right? Yeah. And uh, like, the other guy came in and mentioned saw there. So I'm like, oh well, you know he's there. You know yeah. he's. Yeah. So well, he, uh, he also highlighted Saw's nature, like when he said that too. He's like, right. like if you were with Saw's group, like he would have, like I don't remember what he said, but he, basically he would have killed you. And uh, right, yeah. so, you know, already already giving us like a little foretaste of what Saw is gonna be like uh, here right. in the next episode or two, hopefully. Right. And you know, that's I would love to see. You know, this is kind of going outside of the series. You know, Star Wars always does that to you. I would love to see. Just a just a, a long uh, storyline of Saw from the beginning to the end, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously we've se- kind of seen it in the Clone Wars um, animated series, uh, going through, um, going through Rogue One, um, and he's even in some of the books, like I mentioned before. So to to see how he got to where he ended up, where he was. Because um, I believe it was in the Clone Wars anime series, it was him and his sister. I can't remember her name now. Um, that kind of showed up first, and that's where that was his origins. And he was, you know, he was kind of just like everybody else, just trying to figure out things and uh, trying to figure out how to fight the Empire. But now, you know, where we saw him at the end of Rogue One, where he was kind of really grisly and, um, you know, he was very badly, you know, he had like a breathing and all this stuff and um to kind of see him go from that to that you know there to that you know that's that's a that's a hard life that that you know, person has went through and it's all because of you know fighting for you know what they believe in um we see this you know a lot in all of the you know of all of star wars you know how it can change people in certain ways um and that was sorry but to see it now with to see you know I, I, now this is the beginning really of Cassian's uh, journey and we know how that ends as well but to, to see this um, seat here as well is going to be uh, it's it's been exciting it's been fun to watch so far yeah uh, also Stila Stila Guerrera Stila thank you yes yeah, uh, Stila, that's, thank you uh, Google <laughs> yeah <laughs> right uh, but yeah, yeah I don't I don't have I don't have that information there there are there are some people that are really good. I have some some um, Star Wars Twitter friends that are really really good at like Star Wars trivia like that. They they yeah. they compete in all the contests and stuff like that. Uh, shout out to Force Toast Podcast. There those two. There's two women that are uh, actually in the Chicagoland area that um, are really really good at Star Wars trivia. Oh, nice. And they 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 would know they would know like you know Saw's Saw's sister's name. They would know. Um, they would know the scrolls of all of the um all of the movies and every the opening scrolls are other movies. It's just it's um it's amazing the the knowledge that the Star Wars fans can uh, contain. We've we've got to do a a trivia episode at some point. Oh Maybe my like gosh, yeah! In this short time span between Andor, or no, I guess we have Tales of the Jedi before Andor season season one even ends. Right, yeah. Uh, but maybe yeah. like between Tales of the Jedi and and uh mando season three or no because yeah. wait we get ahsoka wait 
We'll yeah, so I'll consider it too. We'll, we'll, we'll fit in a trivia episode. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick little 10-minute <laughs> who's going to win this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have people uh, put, uh, bring in... Um, Send in questions, and then we'll see how we do. There we go. Uh, that'd actually be pretty fun. We get questions from viewers and, and uh, test our knowledge. Get us some, right, some, yeah. some tough, real challenging ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, yeah we'll have them graded ones, though. I like to say, you know, um, like real easy ones, and then <laughs> just give us some softballs. <laughs> and then, you know, what was the name of the third officer? Uh, you know, one yeah. of those. What was the background character in <laughs> episode eight when in the... Right, yeah. What was the name of the fourth, whatever those guards were called, who were guarding Snoke? What was his name? <laughs> right, yeah. Praetorian guards. What was his Praetorian name? Praetorian guards, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess in summary, I like the episode. Um, <laughs> like we said, nothing like particularly over the top or action-oriented where you just got a lot of, you know, we got more information. Uh, we learned about motivations. We met new characters, which was probably my personal favorite part of the episode. Um, getting to mm -hmm. see Mon Mothma was like pretty cool. I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I really do like the dynamics of the Rebel group. Yes. Um, that the Andor is is kind of uh, finding his path with, and and I'm 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 hoping they attack the place next episode. Like, if I have to wait two yeah. more episodes to see him attack yeah. the place, I'm gonna be like, oh come on, man. <laughs> come on, right? Yeah. Because yeah, the, even the way they left it, they said you got to know this by the morning, you know? right? Yeah. Because they they said what three days is that how much time they have to until they plan to get this done? Uh, yes, yes, three days yeah. until until the big day. So right. So hopefully no, it's not uh, like three episodes. Five <laughs> five days. Oh right, it was five days. It was five, five days. days. Ooh, maybe then I don't know. Because because uh, Luthen says for the next five days you're Clem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think the uh, and yeah, I hope it's I hope it's the next episode too. But I, I could almost because the series is what twelve episodes, right? Twelve episodes. So we're already a third no. of the way through the first season of Andor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would like to say it's going to be the next episode, but I guess it would not shock me if they stretched it one more. Yeah, because I I think about Mandalorian where there were just episodes where you're just like, eh? you know, what <laughs> what's this? Yeah, this is kind of out of nowhere, you know. This definitely—I don't think it felt like a "What's this?" episode because it gave us lots of valuable information. Right. But I agree. I agree. Episode, I'm worried about the next one. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> the it's, next it's, episode it's sort of might. Like, yeah, it's sort of like I'm trying to think of a good analogy for this, but it's—it's it's, for lack of a specific analogy at the moment, it's like anything in life where you um, you get something that is like not particularly exciting. But you're intrigued. But right. the reason you're intrigued is for the hope of the eventual excitement. Right. Whereas yes. if you are con continuously over and over again intrigued, it starts to be like, okay, when do I get the excitement? Right, yeah. uh, so that's sort when's of, the payoff? When's the payoff? That's how I'm feeling right now. I, you know, there's going to be one, obviously. Right. Uh, yeah. At least I, I for sure hope so. <laughs> Right, and and I think even about how they they released these episodes. They did the first three, and then they did this one. Yes. Um, the first three, I mean, really was like a movie in itself. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you're really, you're right, so that seemed logical how they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, they knew that this one would not fit in those three. I mean, not saying that they would ever release four. That would be crazy. But 
the fact that it released three, I was super happy about it. But I see why they did it that way because that builds everything up to here. You know, right. this is almost like the second movie or whatever. You know, that that could be a movie in itself. Here's the next part. Here's the sequel. You I mean, know, it, it's very smart storytelling if you think about it. Like, there's no Jedi. Uh, there's right. really not even been that much action. Uh, thus right. far, you know, we had, I believe it was, I think it was episode three where we had the scene where there was like all that stuff falling from the ceiling and uh, yeah, right. But like that, that's probably <laughs> the craziest, the, craziest physics in Star Wars yeah, you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but that's, that's probably the most action we've had in the show. And so to, to release four episodes separately that really lack like the action that I think a lot of people watch right. Star Wars for. I think would lose a good portion of the audience, uh, especially right. if if they have to wait over a month for the first like real battle scene. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Ooh, us yeah, getting yeah. these episodes one week at a time? Uh, and and you know we're five weeks in and we haven't had a battle scene yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, true. I think it's 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 a good, you know, it's a good marketing maneuver because now we're probably yeah. gonna get a battle scene in the third week. Which is a lot easier to come to terms with than having to wait over a month. So, right, yeah, and it's just—I mean, it's Star Wars. I mean, we'll 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 sit here. <laughs> Honestly, we would sit right. here for five weeks and wait for that. Oh yeah, the happiness, you know. But but they they do, you know. I think about you know how I was kind of geeked up about the speeder bike. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Uh, when the Tie Fighters rolled in too, yeah. it actually gave me a little bit of like, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, as small as it was, I was watching it. I so I watched it first just on my computer, then I watched it again on my on my big TV with like the stereo surround and all that. And whoa, that was a whole different experience. That particular thing really was way way louder when that, uh, <laughs> when that. I had it uh, hooked up to the uh, to the yeah oh yeah, <laughs> and that you know it it got me right here. You know, you're just like oh uh, this is pretty scary, but um. Yeah, so the, to have waited this long for a battle scene, you're right. I mean, it, it would, it could have been really bad. Um, reviews would have been bad. I mean, I I don't normally look at reviews of these types of shows. I I kind of hear about things on Twitter here and there, but particularly this one, I just I'm just like I'm just enjoying the ride here. Yeah. Um, especially since you and I are doing this, I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't need to be swung any other way i just want to either enjoy it or not enjoy it on my own yeah I, i've definitely intentionally ignored reviews more than i would normally because you know to try to keep my thoughts just completely uninfluenced whenever we're discussing the right. episodes uh right. but uh, for this episode in particular now that we've had our you know our discussion about it and kind of broke it down a little bit i am probably interested to check out some of the reviews because mm -hmm. just me thinking what the general audience, how they perceive the episode, I don't right. feel like it would probably be that good. As much as I enjoyed it, I I don't know. Right, yeah, I'm curious to to right. hear how everyone else enjoyed it. Yeah, and <clears throat> I, I and you know you mentioned last episode, either last episode or you and I were just talking about it uh, uh, offline about how we started watching these episodes with the subtitles on, just mm -hmm. so we can get every every little bit of information really of. That, that's how I, I was able to catch like Ryloth being mentioned and yeah. Scarif and all these things. And those are, those are, you know, very specific, you know, things that we know about, you know, Ryloth, the planet of the twilight and Scarif obviously being a big part of Rogue One. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that's, 
those are things like you said that maybe some people just don't know about and don't care about you know but i i see it as important things um to one keep the fans happy you know to be like oh yeah see these i'll do link up um and two to just you know continue to have that continuity uh within all of their everything that they're putting out yep it's one big star wars world and even with subtitles, I was still able to mess up the character names. For, forgive me. <laughs> right, yeah, you are. That's all right. Deidre Miro, not yes. uh, not Grandi, whoever I was talking right. about earlier. And I, I will say the one one of the things that I do enjoy is uh, even what you were saying that dynamic of the that kind of that rebel crew um, mm-hmm. that that uh, is on that planet Aldani. Al- Al- is that the name of this? Yes, Aldani. Yep. Yeah, Aldani. Yeah. Um, kind of seeing how they work. Um, I do, I'm, I'm always for, you know, representation. So there was definitely a, a wide variety of that within that group. Um, and, uh, I, I, my favorite out of them was the Lieutenant though. I think he was probably, I, I it might've been the speeder bike, but, um, <laughs> to see him roll in like that, I'm like, that's, that's pretty awesome. If, if I had a speeder bike, I would, I would just ride it into work and everywhere. It's like that. Yeah. Um, but you could tell that he he I mean he had a he had a right he found out that you know Ando or Clem was now part of the group his voice was louder than all of theirs mm-hmm. you know when he he deter- when he found out that information so um to kind of see that because you know how important it is to them I mean I'm we're assuming I mean it seems like he's part of the empire is that what you you kind of got away from him uh Part that of he the, was the empire like like he i mean he's like a spy of some sort did you get oh, that feel at, at i didn't get that vibe at no? all wait you're talking about oh, lieutenant okay. uh, gorn the one who showed up yeah last. really yeah I, no i didn't get that vibe i have to go I kinda, watch i kind of i kind of had that feel where he had some you know like some involvement there i don't know if you know and i don't know if i'm just completely reading it wrong that's I've I've been known to do that, but I I feel that if we're talking about spies, double spies that are in there, I feel like he I'm gonna... has he has that because I don't know. It's just a presence. It was just like you know him the the way he he was it was very you know imperial. You know the way that it was just a little bit different from everyone else. Huh. You know I'm gonna have to go rewatch the episode now and like keep, uh, maybe maybe I missed that, but you know what you know what vibe I got from him. He strikes me as the character archetype who is like kind of the bully at first, but then like ends up being the first person to sacrifice themselves when when uh, when, yeah. st- when stuff hits the fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of the vibe I got. Like I feel like mm-hmm. when they attack the place, I would put money on him being the first one to bite the dust. <laughs> yeah. Right. But maybe Could I'm be, wrong. Yeah. I gotta go rewatch it and right, see if yeah. I can pick up on these imperial yeah. vibes. Right. Yeah. So that that was uh, you know subtle to me, but I think that's that's for some reason that's how I viewed him like pretty instantly too. I'm like, oh, this this one's clearly the spy. Whatever. <laughs> that's that's how that's how I felt with it. But like I said, I've I've been known to be very very wrong. Uh, put put in the comments how wrong I am. If yeah, you yeah. That I'm wrong. <laughs> Everyone watching on YouTube. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this on any uh, podcast platform, we film this and we we record it and we. Uh, upload it to our YouTube channel, Hoth Hangout, as well, if you'd like to see the video version. Uh, but yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know in the comments. How did you uh, view Lieutenant Gorn, and what do you think the, the show has in terms of plans for him? 
Well, and I'm sorry um, if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. I could I could see it happening. You never know. They yeah. could go either either, yeah. either direction with it. So right. I guess in summary, um, I'm I think I gave the last episode a did I give it a B plus or an A minus? Like you were you were like A minus A. I think that's where I, you. Were I think at. I gave it an A minus. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little. Hmm, I'm gonna go. See, I want to say B, but I hate rating Star Wars stuff low, so I'm gonna go B plus. Okay. And, <laughs> and it's it's it also. I think I enjoyed it more than the first three collectively. Mm, okay. Um, I which is odd because I'm I'm grading it lower. Um, but I think the first three that grade was also influenced by my initial excitement for the show. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like this episode gained intrigue from me, mm-hmm. but I lost a little bit of like the initial excitement, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So I, I would probably give it a solid B+. I still love the episode. Um, still found it very interesting, and, and I'm excited for the, for the next few, but I'm going to go B+. How about you? I'm going to give it a solid B. Uh, the the excitement is, you know, still, you know, this is Star Wars after all, so I'm still excited about, you know, all the new content that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this is one of those episodes that I believe is always very, very necessary for um, for a any series. You, you know, you bring in a, a, a whole the important core of the group, you know, core of the cast. And you have to figure out exactly, you know, who they are. And um, even even it being a longer episode, I feel like there still could have been more. You know, there still could have been a little bit more development in, in that in there. Um, because I don't want this to stretch on for two, three episodes. I want all of this to be here, you know. Um, if this could have been an hour episode and have it all, all bundled up and, you know, patched up and ready to go, I think I'd been good with that. But I feel like there's still a little bit more that I would have wanted, um, particularly a little bit more with um, they kind of threw Karn away a little bit. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, I don't and even after, know. After 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 him being such a huge part of the first three episodes, to just say, "Oh, he's just over there now at his yeah. mom's," like I like that that felt like almost betraying. I'm like, you you made me want to hate this guy, made me want to like, and you and I even talked about, you know, where's this character going to go? And he, this is where they put him, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm almost worried that they're gonna they're gonna sit sideline him for like four episodes, and then all of a sudden come back, you know. Right. So, so you know, where the first three episodes, he was one of the, he was one of the main plot points of you know he moved the story, you yeah. know. So to now have him just be gone is kind of weird. But then you bring in a whole other set of people, which is great, but. That's why I'm almost making it feel like the first three episodes was a movie in itself. You, you know, there was no Bix. There was no, <laughs> there, you know, there was no, um, uh, trying to think of the other characters in there. But yeah, there's, um, but obviously we knew that, you know, this is Cassian's series. He's going to be the one that's going to you know, persist through the entire series. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, but, I guess we didn't even mention the fact that Bix wasn't even in this episode. Um, right. Kind of interesting. And, and, and the thing with Karn, like, did he even have a speaking line? I mean, he was he was in the scene. He said, mo- "He said mother." Oh, he said mother. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. But I, I'm, if they I don't think choose, he did, if they choose to go to the direction that we discussed in the first episode of the pod, um, 
you know, I felt like they were just setting him up to be maybe someone who, if he's not yet a spy, I think is going to be a spy for the rebellion, you know, uh, against the empire. Right, right, yeah. But it was such a weird, like, decision storytelling wise to not include him. Right. Yeah, very much in this right, episode. Yeah. yeah, we didn't really talk about this episode, but yeah, I mean, they sidelined him, you know, for whatever reason. It's just, they, they built up so much in the first three episodes about him, then all of a sudden, gone, you know. So I, I just think that was a weird move. Um, You know, a lot of the people outside of Cassian and Luthen, cause, and I mean, really, Luthen came in real late in the first three episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So really, the ones that persist, you know, that go on to the next this next episode is Cassian and Luthen, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's why it feels like that was a movie. <laughs> you know, that first one was a movie, and then you move. You know, almost these separate characters move on to the next thing. You know. Um. But I'm still waiting for Bix. You know, I, I, you and I talked about how intriguing her character is, and hopefully we'll see a lot more of her later. Um. But right now, I don't, I, I don't see how you could. You know. Yeah. How you, how she, how you would put her in the fifth episode. I, there's no there's no path right now you know um so that's why i gave it a b because you know going into this just like just like what i said going in you know for the first three episodes uh when i gave it the b plus a minus um there's a there's always that worry that something is going to go wrong with how they tell the story you know it's just like i said i'm a chicago chicago sports fan something's going to go wrong you know so i'm a little bit uh worrisome um, but now them having made some of these decisions already, I question some, I'm starting to question a little bit of it, but still enjoyed the episode had a, you know, I do love seeing the new cast. I love seeing some of the scenery, like, especially on Coruscant. I love seeing beautiful. Yeah. Um, so it's such, such vast, um, architecture and, uh, just all of that. So I think that's always visually, it's always going to be stunning to me. So I always enjoy that. Yeah, I would give it a B, and um, hoping, hoping episode five is blows me away. I I anticipate that it that it will more so than any of the other. Not that the other ones haven't, but you know, more action mm-hmm. I guess in episode five is likely coming our way. Um, right. So I guess to sum things up, uh, we're looking forward to the next episode. You know, kind of like a like a connecting episodes with episode four. It's felt very separate from the first three. Um, but moving into episode five, I would say the main things I want to see, uh, I want to see Saw at, you know, I'm hoping that that's how that happens in episode five. I want them, I want them to actually like give a little bit of substance to Karn's character. Um, and then lastly, which I don't think we'll find out this information in episode five, but I want to understand Miro's, uh, Deidre Miro's intentions better. Lieutenant Miro's intentions. Um, her character is is up there for for most intriguing for me right now. And then the very last thing, which we also talked about already, uh, is who is this person Mon Mothma is referring to? Probably Bail Organa, but we'll see who that is. And I'm gonna say more Mon Mothma. I love that actress so much. She does such a good yeah, job. She's great. Um, in that role. Um, you know, I gotta say, even in even in the uh, the the original trilogy, and you know, she, um. That Mon Moth- the Mon Mothma role has always been so powerful and so uh, important to the Star Wars universe. To kind of have it here as well is just, you know, when we say, like, 
you know, some of this doesn't feel Star Wars. The name on Mothma is Star Wars, absolutely. You know, yeah. so to to have her, you know, have her do such a good job in in this and uh in in this episode, I just I would love to see more of Mon Mothma and her involvement in everything. Um just as much as obviously Cassian. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think uh I'm I'm excited to see. I hope we don't just like get a taste of it of her being in it in this episode and then it's kind of like you know three or four right. without her and then they throw her in again at the end of yeah. the season but right it, yeah it was cool to, to have her uh you know such a such a pivotal part of the original trilogy be able to be showcased in this fourth episode of the show well um if y'all have any questions for us anything you would like us to discuss maybe in the next or future episodes of the podcast Tweet at us at Hoth Hangout. Check us over there on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at HothHangout at gmail.com. Uh, also, this podcast is officially uh, on most streaming platforms for podcasts. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition, for those of you watching uh, the video form of the podcast on YouTube, hi, good to have you here. And uh, thanks for listening to the second official episode of Hoth Hangout. We're excited for episode three coming next week, every Thursday morning, new episodes. Joey, any uh, final thoughts on, on the episode before we wrap things? Um, I think it, I'm, it's Star Wars, man. I'm always happy to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Me too. I love it. <laughs> Well, uh, again, thanks, y'all, for listening. It's been a blast. Until next week's episode, I feel like we should have some Star Wars saying or pun that I'm throwing out right now. But for uh, for the sake of cheesiness, may the Force be with you. <laughs> Take care, everyone. I knew it. <laughs> Bye-bye.